That's what happens when you go form over function. I built my motor to an aesthetic because <laughs> I wanted it to look a very specific way. But by doing so, that created me a whole bunch of other problems. Mm -hmm. So then I had to move all my cooling system to the back. So having it be in the back creates more problems. So I got to <laughs> do other things to correct that. So it's like this chain reaction of yes. all these things based on an aesthetic. It was literally built to a form. Like I had a very specific vision in my head of what it needed to look like. And then the function that's followed has been like a bunch of corrections yeah. to, to fix problems all that the, the form that of it created from what the form created then i had to make it function welcome back to another episode of modify with trick factory customs if it's your first time watching my name is elvis tim i'm rob awesome and uh on this podcast we talk about cars we're a custom car building shop located here in vancouver british columbia canada and uh on this episode we are going to be discussing form versus function can you do both? Does it have to lean towards one way? Because there's a lot of ways to build a car. We build a lot of cars around here. If you look in the background, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of, there are a lot of diverse builds that we have here. And so I'm sure it comes to you guys all the time is, is this going to be like, especially Rob, Rob is a very function guy, like on all your cars, if something doesn't need to exist, you just eliminate it instantly. Uh, but whereas I'm more of a form guy like form i don't over function yes. <laughs> yes i do not care if if functions are not once it looks cool that's all that matters to me <laughs> and i don't know i think you're probably in between of both i'd say i'm in the middle yeah i think no i probably have the most mad max vibes here. okay <laughs> that's how no, I, I i don't really agree anymore okay <laughs> not that guy anymore yeah you were not. that guy i was that guy. Uh, i'm trying okay. to get back to being that mm. guy i'm guilty of falling into that hype game a little bit i mean it's hard not to it looks sick that's all that yeah, matters it's cool but i mean yeah. that's the reality and probably like the basis of this conversation is you kind of need both yeah you do. or do you or do you? Mm -hmm. oh. <laughs> that is the question that we are going to be answering in this episode. Uh, and so uh, before we get started, though, what's been going on with you guys this week? What's been happening? And it's repetitive. It's just SEMA build stuff. Yeah. yeah. Things are coming along quite nicely. Yeah. Yeah, they're actually going fairly smooth. Yeah, we're going. We're, there's not a lot of stress this year. There's going to probably be some late nights, but I don't think it's as crazy as the last like the few years yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah no it looks like things are coming together a lot faster than i thought if you don't know we're building a uh, g-wagon an electric uh, g-wagon short wheelbase, short wheelbase yeah wagon. convertible mm -hmm. g-wagon i'm not going to be able to show some of the things just because we signed an nda with the people that were going to be at their booth uh, which is did we say toyo or yeah, we'll yeah. Get, we're we're debuting it at Toyo's Tread Pass. Yes. Yeah. It's being debutted. Debutted. Yeah. So that's yeah. where you'll be able to see it. <laughs> so anybody listening, if you're attending SEMA 2023, come and check us out. Toyo Tread Pass. There's going to be a SEMA crunch, but it's not going to be as crazy because I was looking at the videos because I've been compiling videos of this car for the past year. And this thing, I think the first clip that I had was from 20... No, it was from this year, but it was from like... February or something. And so compared to some SEMA builds that we were just saying of some channels that shall not be named, mm -hmm. they just started their SEMA builds literally like five days ago. <laughs> well, I think the crunch, that the crunch part of it is the hype and the content creation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They, yeah. they basically had to build 
their own drama into it. Yes. So, I mean, aside from us, like the challenges that we've had on this particular project is improving the thing. Like we're going to create our own crunch just because of trying to improve the level of quality on what was delivered to us in some cases. Mm -hmm. Like we didn't intend for this suspension kit that we're using to be so terrible. So, I mean, that probably set us back. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to just do something janky and then have to bring it back and try to redo it because yep. the customer has to be like them. You get to see how much time goes into certain things. Like we have a couple of guys on this that are just like our driveline guy. He's yeah. going, oh, my God. Yeah, he is yeah. so heavily invested. So tell us about <laughs> in making this thing absolutely perfect, yeah. which is tremendous because at the end of the day, like the customer has to take this home and it has to be perfect. So we're not just building this thing for the sake of like creating a stir. This is a customer's car that we're taking to SEMA. So yeah, this yeah. is not a SEMA build. Yes. This is a customer car that we're building to the best possible level that we're able to, that we happen to be taking to SEMA. So I think that's the difference. The most important thing is to make sure that it is functional. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're gonna sprinkle some, some form on that just to make it a perfect blend. And that is a perfect segue into our topic for today, which is form versus function. Um, so again, I am more of a function. No, sorry. I'm more of a form guy. So it has to look cool. That's the first thing. And then everything else, like all the, if you deal with it afterwards, mm -hmm. <laughs> that's, my, that's my, the way I, or build or thoughts for building is just, eh, you deal with it after. And so <laughs> what about you guys? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's going to be certain, uh, I don't know how, how to explain. I think that's how all the cars that we lust after, they were, the form was created and then somebody had to make it work. Yeah. So they're almost reversed engineered. And then you see the cars that go down the road that are like, hey, this is what it needs to do. Sorry, this is what it looks like. Yeah. And those, yeah. we don't, we don't lust after those cars. It's like, that just gets you from A to B. Mm -hmm. So like anytime we build anything, it's like, I want this to look this way. And then you figure out how you're going to make it work. Yeah. So there's always form before function, but a lot of times, like a lot of times you, there's just like, I don't know how to explain it, how we design things. It's like when we try to design something and we're working with somebody else, it's like, this is what it has to do. Yes. And then now let's make it look cool. Yeah. So it's like, but you can't change these things. So there's a lot of times that you see it's where it's like, they did this first and then this is some janky shit. <laughs> because yeah. they didn't think about what it actually had to do first. Like so we this saw a crazy car this morning that's like that, and we got to address it. Oh gosh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna talk about that. Yeah. So hold on to what you wanted to say, Rob. No, I was gonna say like what you're kind of alluding to is like this whole sort of like historical sort of internal struggle between like the engineering and the artistic departments at like a major manufacturing facility, right? Like it's just it needs to do this. But the, the you know you got the the artists the the people that are doing all the the visuals are like well I, it needs to look like this but that doesn't fit in there and how do we sort of find the perfect blend of form and function together and you know in our little shop we try to try to just do that at a much smaller scale so yeah we talk about it all the time like packaging yes packaging, packaging is, is everything crazy. right if you so like at the beginning of any kind of project it's like okay well what is your list of must-haves that need to be in this project yeah 
All right. If you have a you have that dialed in, well, I need to have all of these things. How do you package that in a way that you can create the most pleasing to look at and functional piece? Yes. Because we're not just building static art, right? Mm-hmm. That's cool. You mentioned that because we just had a meeting. I guess we're about to talk about it with yeah. Ash Thorpe. Yeah. So, um, and Tim, you're going to talk about this too, but we're working on designing something with, or he's going to help us design our new build or one of our new builds in the next year, 2024, hopefully. Um, and so we had a meeting with him and his questions from the start were always, what are your three must haves? Like, what are your three, uh, things that you can't live without? Like, and then everything else, I guess, comes after that or is designed after that. So what are we designing, Tim? What are, what are we building next well, year? Well, I would say what we're building is like the mandate for it. I think for him is, I would think is probably going to be one of his most challenging projects. Oh, really? <laughs> I honestly believe like yeah. we've challenged him. What we're building is a chopped 34 Ford. It's mm-hmm. been done to death. They've literally been building this car and there's so been iterations many. of it for 90 years. Yep. So you're not creating something from nothing that's like to try to take that platform and make it stand out amongst the rest. It's pretty tough, it's man. It's pretty tough. Yeah. So I think what we have is some pretty cool ideas and we're leaning on him pretty heavily to, you know, take that platform and make it something unique that's yes. very much going to stand on its own. So it should be a fun one. I'm really looking forward to seeing what he comes up with. Um, He's an amazing artist. Anybody out there watching or listening, if you don't know who Ash Thorpe is, do a a quick search. Check him out. He's him and uh, a guy that he works with. Carlos. Often. Yeah, Color Sponge. Color Sponge. Yes. Um, They they collaborate a lot on on things. They have like this whole thing, this... Make haste corp. Make haste corp. They have a they have a page together where they do that, and it's it's unbelievable. He has a really cool style. Both of them do, and uh, I'm really really looking forward to seeing what they come up with. Yes, um, I think yeah. The my favorite part of what they do is like they put like these cars have like a personality and mm-hmm. emotion when they're done. Yeah. So I, we get to see a tremendous amount of designers, but a lot of their stuff is very cold and very. You know what I mean? Like, and almost too clean and yeah, I don't yeah, know. it almost doesn't have a soul, but the way they do it, it like the cars look like, I don't know. Yeah. But if so you I'm, see any of the artwork, it's new for us and it it's is. hard to explain because like you have this person that is already so far beyond and it's like, you just, I just want what, you know, like, yeah, I just want what you, I just want what you do. Like I want yeah. you struck me. It was really cool. was like in your guys's conversation with Ash, uh, one of the questions that you know came up that was really really important, um, and it's really good to hear you guys talk about how he asked was, "Is this thing going to be driven?" Yes, yes, that was a point I was going to mention. Yeah, because from my perspective, deeply, the driving experience is almost everything. Yeah, if it does not function well the the whole experience and the whole point of it doesn't make sense in any other way yes because if it's shit to drive you're just gonna park it over there in the corner it's gonna collect dust and you're gonna forget about it and most likely resent every every single little bit of effort and investment you put into it Mm -hmm. so that was really cool that he asked that and because it's really really deeply rooted with what we try to pursue at trick factory here is 
make it function really, really well. And of yeah. course, make sure that it looks damn good doing it. Yeah. Well, I think that's part of like everything that I see of his is like, I want to drive it. Yes. Yes. Like it's might not be the most wildest expensive craziest but it's like as soon as you see it like i want to drive that thing like what would that thing be like to drive Mm -hmm. whereas a lot of these other designers there's a lot of crazy stuff that i'm just like man it's not yeah Yeah. and a lot of it is like you've told me in the past is you'll see it and it looks cool but it's never gonna function right um and so that's cool that he asked that question of is what are we gonna are we gonna drive it? Is this just gonna be like a yard art? Like we're just yeah. gonna keep it out there and never drive it? Then I'm sure that would also dictate in his design what it should look like or yeah. what it should not look like. Um, and so, talking about your uh, Porsche, because I feel like you're going through some of that right now with your Porsche. You have uh, a 911, and you're trying to design some elements for it, um, but you have or you keep changing things because you see things and that might not work or might work and you're like yeah, i'm just going to eliminate that because it doesn't serve a function but i'm like dude like it already exists it looks cool just leave it there but so tell us a little bit about that well i mean i'm not going to try to say that i'm smarter than any kind of porsche engineer i'm not i'm not i'm not <laughs> educated in that level but i am i'm trying to learn as i go um, my experience kind of teaches me a lot for me and what I'm trying to achieve with my car and in my interpretation of what the perfect version of it is, is there's certain things that just don't need to be there because I'm never going to use it for that purpose. And like, as an example, in the front end of my Porsche, the front bumper has a big air inlet in the middle. Um, I don't have a center radiator. I don't have anything going on in that department. Why does that need to be there? You know what I mean? It doesn't need to be there. I have other air inlets for my front radiators on either side. The big center one doesn't need to be there. So why don't I cover that hole up? I'm sorry to cut you you off there. Before you continue, that bumper is not stock. So it's not stock, right? It's from a different Porsche. It's like a turbo style bumper. And so the turbo has, I'm guessing, has that center radiator or no oil cooler in the front okay so it's there for function yeah but in my car yeah it doesn't it doesn't serve that purpose right so it just becomes like say like a giant sort of cavity to take in air create drag and do all these things so like the the functionality of it doesn't suit my needs doesn't suit my purpose why why does it exist you know like yeah it kind of looks cool but like at the cost of creating more drag and, and for no function, my thought is I should smooth that out. Why don't I do that? And I'm probably gonna do that. Um, so yeah, that's kind of just like, that right there is kind of like more or less where my mindset is for most things. Mm-hmm. If, I, if I look at something and I'm like, does that serve, is it serving a purpose other than visual aesthetics? If it is just for visuals, and I weigh out the co- you know, the pros and cons of why it's there. Well, I mean, if it goes more towards the con side of things, if it's more of a negative, it's a drawback, then I'm gonna eliminate it. Yeah. So that's one side of the equation. The other side is if you just think it looks cool, then do it. Right, so that's the But it, it might come at a little bit of a cost. Yeah. But in reality, like, it seems like the default of everything that we're seeing is like right away people just like, are you gonna track it? 
Is it going to be a race car? And right. it's like, it doesn't, if you're not doing that, then sure, you can give up a little bit just because you think it looks cool. Yeah. And it's like, everybody's so opinionated on all this stuff. Like, oh, this is stupid. Take it to the track. Let's see you track it. If it doesn't do this on a track, it's like, nobody's doing that. Yeah. So what's like, when we're even in our conversation, it's like, yeah, I want to create, like evoke an emotion and have a, an aesthetic and be able to drive this thing but I'm not trying to turn it into an F1 car. No. Yeah. And that's literally where every conversation seems to go now. And it's yeah. like, it's nobody's doing that. Like, and I think everybody needs to back up and just make it for what their purpose is. Mm-hmm. They're chasing numbers. Everything's got to be a thousand horsepower. And then like, that was another conversation. The reality of what a thousand horsepower is, is it's, it's insane. Terrifying. It's, it's terrifying. Yep. So that tells me that so many of these people have, have not never experienced, experienced it. anything like even not close even remotely to that. Close. Like, but they throw this thing out there and it's like, you have never driven anything even remotely close to a thousand horsepower. Otherwise, your opinion would be completely different. Mm-hmm. Like absolutely different. If you were drove a car that maybe it made a thousand horsepower in a dyno, but it's never hooked up on the street because yeah. the thing would be so absolutely violent that your opinion would be completely different, mm-hmm. completely different. Very and if true. you're looking at these other people that are doing it, it's, yeah, it's in a very specific setting. Environment, yes. Yeah. yeah. So it's like. Yeah, it's, you see that often. It gets crazy. So like our attitude was like, even when I built the Evo, it was like I built, you know, what I thought I needed and what I wanted to see. And these, I was going like, to I checked these that. things off the list. Yeah. But do I necessarily need them? I don't need a dry sump. I'm not tracking it. I'm not drifting it. I just wanted one because I wanted one. (laughs) Like the aesthetic of it, like in the things that I followed throughout my lifetime, like there was always these little like, oh man, that's sick. Mm -hmm. It looks so crazy. I don't need it. (laughs) I honestly do not need it. And like my attitude towards all this stuff has changed because it's like you're almost creating yourself extra work and extra problems and you're... You know, you should build it for what you're using it for. Mm-hmm. And you would probably actually get there. But these everybody gets so far in their head that they need these things. And it's like, literally, I've been trying to get my car in a dyno for months. Why? Because there's 15 cars ahead of me that did a bunch of dumb shit. Now their cars don't work. So it's like, why? Because they made bad decisions. And here we are. So like that function part of it is like, they just, they didn't even, it was so far beyond what they were doing. And now they have useless cars. Yeah. And it's also interesting because we're or you're saying this because you have exper- you've done all of this stuff and done things that like for example dry sump and that was a thing that was nice to have but you didn't necessarily need it and so talk about your rear mount radiator because your 190e has a, a rear mount radiator because. Like there was it, no room left or, in the front. Okay, that's what I was not so sure. So that's of. like okay. another one of those things is like I built my motor to an aesthetic mm-hmm. because I wanted it to look a very specific way. But by doing so, that created me a whole bunch of other problems. Mm-hmm. So then I had to move all my cooling system to the back. So having it be in the back creates more problems. So I gotta <laughs> do other things to correct that. So it's like this chain reaction of yes. all these things based on an aesthetic. In reality, there's 10 different ways. Like if I wanted that car to perform a certain way and be a legitimate track car, that's probably not the motor I would have ran Mm -hmm. because it created so many other problems. And yeah, it was literally built to a form. Like I had a very specific 
vision in my head of what it needed to look like. And then the function that's followed has been like a bunch of corrections yeah. to, to fix problems All that the, the form that of created. it from what the form created, then I had to make it function. So a lot of this stuff, I don't think progresses to that point, but then you do see like a lot of these, like, you know, Chuckles Garage and all these things where they built it to an aesthetic and then it's like, hey man, I want to make this thing actually work and then you see the evolution in yes. reverse. Yeah. Because I'm not a race car builder. Yeah. So I built things to what I thought was awesome and I had to have and now that's forced me to correct other things and learn all these other, you know, so it's, yeah, that's what happens when you go form over function and then now I'm trying to put the function into the form and it's yeah it's, it's a headache it, and it's it becomes time. it becomes difficult when you start with form and then work towards function you end up you end up working yourself into a corner where like the problem solving part of building anything becomes very very difficult and sometimes very very expensive yes yeah. yes um if if especially when you have something that like looks really really nice you're like oh man i put so much effort into you know, paint, body work, and like just you know the 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 the, the beautification, the aesthetic of it. You really don't want to you don't want to you don't want to muck around with that anymore because it looks so good, mm -hmm. and it costs you so much to get there. So like the functionality of it, I think it's what kills a lot of projects is when you build yourself into a corner, mm -hmm. and then you don't <laughs> even want to, and you almost don't want to use it because like that corner sometimes is so hard to get back out of that you're like oh man like it's every time i get into it like there's this weird little shimmy or 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 whatever there's a weird vibration and i can't i can't get rid of that without like really really radical fucking modifications yeah and it just becomes more or less like static art mm. that you know and and really it's kind of unacceptable it's not it's not cool yeah like well, i think that's why you see the backing up of a lot of things because a lot of guys created these forms to create this aesthetic and then they find out it, it just, can't work it doesn't work in, re in the real world yeah like and it could be a simple thing like we were talking about driveline stuff it's like you got to move your driveline like an inch that could compound a whole bunch of things like now you can't have that ride height that you want or that you know all the because then it changes everything you got to move your transmission like we're talking to this it's like next time you do this move your transfer case down an inch and you're like oh. okay no problem <laughs> like put the motor lower like that's a pretty casual thing, thing to, to say. say you know what i mean yeah. like it's yeah but if you want it to work the way it's supposed to work that's you're what gonna you gonna have to do, to do it you have to yeah. do it yeah and then that's where it's like because we are those guys it's like okay this is sucks but we gotta move the motor down an inch and away you go but most a lot of people won't do that mm -hmm. yeah. and then they drive it and they're like, <laughs> like whatever yeah. it's good enough yes. it starts fucking violently shaking at 75 no problem we'll only do 73 yes yeah speaking of which time to dive into another still on the same topic but another subtopic if that makes sense um so we both follow i don't rob doesn't use instagram but we both follow horizon motorsports on right. instagram we're not necessarily calling them out but because they built a, or they are building a phenomenal yeah, it's car insane. it's a camaro it's like wide body tube chassis insane fabrication the amount of fabrication oh my is gosh like, it's crazy but <laughs> you you pointed something out to okay, me i've this been morning. following the project <laughs> and it's like 
it's just an obscene amount of fabrication. Yeah. So like I can appreciate every single thing they did. And then this morning I open Instagram and it's like they got the charge tubes running up the center console. And then right away I was like, oh my God, what are they doing? What the hell? You can't do that. So I was like, checked in the comments and it's like, oh man, <laughs> away it went. Because it's exactly what you would think it would be. Like yeah. the idea that the turbos are in the back. In the back, yeah. And then it's going to be cool enough for you to put your arm on as it passes through the interior is like you literally took and put a radiant heater in the <laughs> middle of your car for your yeah. arm to rest on. I was like, and aluminum being a conductor, you know, that's going to get heat soaked and that thing is going to be hot as shit. Because what's the first thing that you do when you start boosting things is your intake temperatures go way up. So you got to start putting air to air intercoolers in air over water all different kinds of things some guys put chillers in all to get your intake temperatures down so the idea that they've built something this crazy and then did this which i'm sure is strictly to create an aesthetic and is like immediate fail like yeah immediately it looks fail. cool though it See, looks glorious so now, like they got this whole thing that they've done like okay now you have to start thinking about okay well what kind of solution is there to stop the radiant heat from being what it's going to be now 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 all of a sudden since you got yeah rear mount turbos okay do you do some sort of like air to water intercooler or something in the back to bring charge temperatures down or Before do you do, like, it gets do, you do, do you do like water meth injection way back there so when it comes through the interior of your car like is that going to help you know it's it's just see that's the decision that you make you know it compounds down the road and yeah and if you want that sometimes. aesthetic then do you either start putting band-aids on it or do you just like we got to move this yeah i feel like i would put band-aids on it until it cooked me and then i'll probably as be soon like, as, you, <laughs> like, as, soon as you like, heat oh. shield it like if you sometimes have to have it there then it makes sense yeah, yeah but then you heat shield it and you do all these things but you know they built it because of the aesthetic of how it cool looks that so looks. cool like all the tubes and but then as oh. soon as you heat shield it and you put a cover on it it all goes away now it just becomes yeah no one is going to see that higher center you know yeah center console tube whatever but it's like will even the heat shielding be that efficient too because of the amount of heat that those that everything is just generating but if you take them on their word of what they're using the car for then it might be fine. So what did they you want might, to use the car for? Well, in the answers, like reading through the comments, they're going to do time attack and they're going to do hill climbs. So if that's so, the reality of that car, they're using it for five minutes at a at time. At a time? Yeah, they got like one, two laps, yeah. essentially. Like in any kind of time attack, it's like you got like one or two, depending on your tires and, you know, whatever. But like, yeah, you get like one or two laps and then so you go back in, you, you let can, everything, everything kind of cool comes down, back down. Put to, all the ice around everywhere. You know, <laughs> and then you go back out again. And like, if it's purpose built for that, then it's great. No great. Problem. Just Send wrap it. that section of tube. Race car you're, shit, you're right? Way. Also wrap the whole driver in heat, heat tubing yeah. too, or yeah. what? Yeah, <laughs> in gold, the wrap the whole driver in oh, gold yeah. foil. <laughs> but if you're going to try to drive that thing 30 minutes away to a Cars and Coffee, Holy, yeah. you're going to get roasted in there. Mm, like literally. even my car with the turbos and the rear mount radiator, and I have firewalls front and back, the amount of radiant heat that comes into the car is, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's like an oven. You're just, <laughs> like, you do not look cool yeah. at all. Like literally you are not cool. I was, like, I was surprised how you, when you drove it from like to that car show, did it get like really hot in there? 
Like you drove it from here to that, where was it, Driven Show? We did the Driven Show. Yeah, it, get, it gets warm. And okay. You can feel all the heat. Like it's not unbearable, but it definitely, there's a lot of radiant heat in there. So mm-hmm. then the idea of running that four inches away from where you are, it's yeah. like, you know. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, none of your, I mean, apart from like the radiator stuff, because that runs from the front to the back. So is that, that probably contributes as well to your heat things, like that and your exhaust and all of that. Oh, yeah, and then you think he has the same issues. Like, yeah. you're running hot water through the inside of your car. Like, mm-hmm. this is the same principle that they use in your home for heating your home. <laughs> yeah. It's the exact same thing. Yeah. So, like, I got, like, a one-inch, you know, radiant heater running through the middle of my car. So His like, is, like... Then now he's got, like, a three-inch. <laughs> it's going to be so hot in that thing. Like, yeah. it's crazy. But, like we say, if it's, he's using it for what he's saying he's using it for... That's race car shit, and mm. you're, it's going to be five minutes. Yeah. Like, it's going to be no problem. Like, I could endure it for five minutes, but you want to go sit in traffic in that thing? No way. Yeah. Yeah. And then another thing you also mentioned is that, uh, like, it's going to be harder to service as well just because of the packaging of everything. Yeah, the packaging the build. of that car is like, I would never want to work on it. Mm. It's like there's so many layers. Layers, yeah. So many layers that just the idea of trying to service anything in that car is just overwhelming. <laughs> it's so overwhelming but man it's nice it looks so yeah. good oh it looks amazing well, so like if you're in the supercar realm where you just accept that the motor has to come out to do anything sweet that's kind of what that thing is mm-hmm. like it looks like everything's got to come out of the bottom yeah so you know and like if you think about what that kind of represents like if you're building a race car the last thing in the world you want is something that is like a fucking nightmare or a jigsaw puzzle to, to service, service. Mm-hmm. because like you, you get like you know a certain amount of time you have only a certain amount of time when it's time to like do any kind of service maintenance work. Mm-hmm. any maintenance any kind of repairs if anything happens at the track i mean your you, you, serviceability should be like almost on the top of it your should list. be like the top of your list okay like the, the it needs to function and it also needs to be serviceable that's race car stuff like proper race car shit yeah um, like even so they're probably cars, they're like, probably building a lot more towards okay this is going to be race car but this also needs to look, look cool yeah and and, yeah. and you know what and that's if that's what their mo is at the beginning that's cool and if you're not trying to win yeah right who cares it. yeah it's just cares. for fun so if you're going out to rip it and you lose a day at the track because something breaks then that's cool mm-hmm. like that's the reality of you know being honest with what you're building but yeah. if you want to be a competitive, competitive raised like you look at what those guys are they got massive sub assemblies so they can just pull stuff out and like all these different things to make it race car so that you can get back out there and do your thing mm-hmm. maybe they have quick disconnect for everything i don't know they probably do <laughs> yeah, but right? the, like and, dropping and the motor out of the bottom of your car at the track is not it's not an easy you know, thing to like do, unless no. you're one of these massive race that, teams whole that team, has yeah. a whole team in <laughs> yeah. the lift yeah. You're not just going to drop your motor out of the bottom. Like, how much clearance you need for that? Three feet? Mm-hmm. Well, right. And, like, who has that? Like, do you have fucking, like, two post or four foot, you know, lifts at, like, at the track? No. Even messing with my car, oh, it has all AN fittings. We made it so the front rad support is removable. I can pull my motor out in, like, 40 minutes. I was pretty impressed. Yeah, straight out that. the front. Pretty cool. Straight out the front. Will I ever need to do it? No, because no. I'm not legitimately going to be racing yeah, my car. Yeah, because it's not a race car, right? Mm-hmm. But when I built the thing, I'm like, I have to be able to fix this thing at some point. Because back in the day, we're super guilty of it. Like, 100% mm-hmm. guilty 
of building we started out in chopper so we're the packaging is 10 times worse than a car you have very little space to do things so we built these show bikes and you're burying everything and trying to hide everything and then you would be down for a whole day because you have like some five dollar switch that you hid someplace so deep <laughs> six layers in to create this aesthetic everything. that it's just like you're oh man i don't want to take this thing apart mm-hmm. so when i built this car it was like even when i built my chopper back in the day it's like i wanted to be able to fix anything in like 20 minutes yeah like i should be able to take it off in 20 minutes my car i built the same way and then it, you create an aesthetic by doing that it mm-hmm. looks very race car because you need to be able to service it but when you start building layers and building these crazy show cars where it's function over form form over function yes it creates a lot of other problems mm-hmm. so you wouldn't build a race car with worrying about the way ultimately it's gonna look, look. yeah it and has then to build perform. it backwards yeah. it has to perform mm-hmm. and then you try to make it look cool but ultimately we're so trained to appreciate that aesthetic Visual. of what it is yes it generally ends up looking awesome yeah Except for a couple of cars, like maybe the Senna and some things like that. Yes. Speaking about that, I don't know if you guys probably think I'm crazy. Rob probably thinks I'm crazy, but I don't think the McLaren Senna looks good because uh, what do you guys think? No, but that's the reality yeah. of function it, over form. Yeah. It was made to be a car that you drive on the track that you pretty much just airflow and all of the things and it's supposed to just looks come secondary. I knew that was one of the things McLaren wanted to focus on compared comparatively to the mclaren p1 for example p1 to me looks it's one of the most beautiful cars ever made and it looks amazing but compared to the senna which came after the p1 i'm like oh that looks so yeah (laughs) yeah it's very interesting i think think probably almost everybody would agree with you yeah yeah the gtr looks a little bit better but yeah yeah I think the evolution of all that stuff (laughs) has gone backwards. Like, if you take it to that level where you're looking at airflow and all that type of things, that's the evolution of why things are the way they are. Yes. Like, you look at the Ford GT, it's like you have this crazy thing where every aspect of it has been, but then they had to make a power plant this big to (laughs) fit in it. Yes. Because all these other things, suspension and all this other stuff, was considered just as important as power. So then the packaging is like... You know, it yeah. ends up looking a very specific way. Yeah, but I feel like Ford GT is one of the best executions, at least in the modern day, of form form with function. Because mm. it still, regardless of how crazy the, all the air passages and yeah, all the holes, insane. it still looks amazing. It's pretty, and, it's, oh, it's beautiful, right? It's so cool looking. So, because the actual monocoque of the car is so small, and then you just see the extra body where everything is just sticking aside of the car. And, it's like mm, an F1 car with gosh, fenders. Like, so, I insane. love the Ford GT. So, the new one, by the way, not the old. Not not I the, love that one. Yeah. Too, <laughs> not the old one. Yeah, the old one was still The old one's cool, like the, but you know, British young, yeah. older brother. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so, I think that's it. Anything else before we end this one? It's probably going to be a short one, actually. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Build your car to what it's actually going to do. Yeah. yeah. Like, step away from that. Like, everything has to be a race car. Yeah. I'm still kind of like 60% form. Yeah, but we're yeah. chipping away. <laughs> <laughs> like, now that you're discovering more of what it takes to make that form work. Yeah, it's I a th- lot more. I think more your work. idea is going to, you know. Yeah. 
And I think each and every one of us has our own sort of interpretation what the perfect blend of form and function really is. Yes. You know, and, and, you know, through a little bit of experience, you tend to sort of, you know, create different balances with different projects. You know, one thing is going to be more form than function, but still work. The other one might be the opposite, where it looks a little bit less appealing, but it functions in a much higher level. I mean, every single thing is significant, and they all require conscious thought. Ooh, that's a perfect way to end that. It's like the period on like the a whole like letter. It's like the last <laughs> dot. Wow, that was deep. I'm gonna take some time reflecting on that, Rob. The actual <laughs> Rob said it first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, with that said, we will see you guys next week. Uh, let us know what you think about our thoughts, form versus function, um, and if you think we're wrong. So, with that you said, see do, you next week. That's the internet. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.